Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unsportsmanlike Commentary. This is DC Mello, and I'm joined, as always, by Tyler. Tyler, how you doing, man? How you doing today? I'm good, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm really good. You did a great opening. Thank oh, you, man. thank you. I I, I would argue I would argue that the opening to the 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 upset segment on the last podcast was it was just fantastic. You do an outstanding job. Thank you. I work really hard. So today, we already did the. Uh, game preview for for the week so now it's time to hit up the fantasy previews and let you guys know where we stand on the top fantasy plays in football uh we will as always begin with quarterbacks um and we're gonna give you guys a treat too previously we've been doing top 10s at each position so this week we're gonna do top 12 for quarterbacks top 15s for running backs and wide receivers and top 12s for tight end so we've actually we're going a little deeper we're going a little deeper giving you guys a little extra play call it a treat man we were supposed to go we agreed to go to 12 for quarterback and tight ends yes but we also agreed like i have been doing since we started this shit to go 20 deep for running back and wide receiver and you stopped at 15 for both and said, well, it's I was under the, I, I thought we had said 15. I thought we no, had said 15. it was you were under the influence of something when we came to the agreement of 20. Uh, I'm pretty sure we Fucking, said 15. No, we said 20. Well, we're doing 15 this week. And I'll tell you what, if if we have someone that follows us on Twitter, all right, unsport comment. And they want to leave feedback and tell us whether they want 15 or 20 deep, then I will, I'll do whatever they say. You need to go 20 deep at this position because you start multiple at the positions and the flex spot. So you're welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, I am putting in the extra work. (laughs) Let's start at quarterbacks. Give me your top 12. All right. Starting off at number one, I got Patty Mahomes. I don't even think that's really a question going into this week. At two, I have Kyler Murray. Three, I have Josh Allen against Kansas City. Four, Lamar Jackson against Philadelphia. Five, Aaron Rodgers against Tampa Bay. Six, Stafford against Jacksonville. Seven, Deshaun Watson against Tennessee. Eight, Roethlisberger against Cleveland. Nine, Tannehill against Houston. Ten, Tom Brady against the Packers, 11, Cam Newton versus Denver, and 12, Ryan Fitzpatrick against the Jets. Mm-hmm. Okay. How far off were you on your list? So our, our top like seven or eight are pretty close. There's a little bit of variation, but we kind of agree on the same eight guys really being, being there at the top. However, my number one is Kyler Murray. See, I, but I'm, I, I'm I'm totally okay with that pick. I am uh, because Ky- I think Kyler's a, mo- a majority of his fantasy value through this mm-hmm. week. I think it's going to be 50 50, honestly, with his pass and rush production. Right. right. Um, I just, I don't see, I, I see the Chiefs and the Buffalo game being a high scoring game. And there's not a lot of touchdowns that don't come out of that Kansas City offense that aren't at least attached to the arm or legs of Mahomes. I mean, I have Mahomes as my number two. So I, I agree that that will also be a lot yeah. of potential for scoring there. 
Uh, the reason I went with Kyler Murray was part, mostly because of the matchup against Dallas. That's going to be a lot of points on that board. Right. And Kyler Murray has finished uh, fifth in scoring overall for quarterbacks three times this year, six once, and only one time to finish outside the top 10. And that was when uh, he finished at number 11 against Carolina. Okay. Um, so he's been very consistent as a top producer. Patty Mahomes, on the other hand, has been a little more inconsistent. Sure. He has finished once, twice, right? Okay. He's had two top one finishes. Uh, one of them was against Baltimore, which is very impressive. And uh, also against Las Vegas, he was actually the number one quarterback that week. However, outside of those two top one finishes, he's had a number seven finish, a number 14, and a number 17. So he's been a little bit erratic. And sure. uh, for that reason, I, I went with Kyler Murray at number one. Uh, my number three uh, – Patty Mahomes says two. My number three is Josh Allen. I think yep. that's that's what you we went. both agree. Yep. Lamar Jackson at four. Yep. Uh, hold on here. Deshaun Watson is at, is five for me. I have Aaron Rodgers at six. Cam Newton at seven. Matthew Stafford at eight. Ryan Tannehill at nine. Big Ben at ten. Kirk Cousins at 11. I like that matchup against against Atlanta. And Gardner Minshew at 12. You're not starting either of those last two, even with the matchup. Like, yes, Kirk Cousins has a tasty matchup. I would start him over Tom Brady. If I had Tom, if I had to choose between him and Tom Brady, I would I would start him over Tom Brady. I obviously I, there's, like there's room for discussion on that. Yeah. Because there is. Because yes, Kirk Cousins is going up against the one the the easiest past def, past defense in the NFL. Correct. But Brady had uh, while um while Kirk Cousins has Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, and you know he's without Dalvin Cook. Kyle Rudolph hasn't been super productive in the past game this year. Tom Brady has a plethora of weapons to go at a uh, it's I won't say suspect because they haven't been super exposed yet mm-hmm. um but it, it's a vulnerable secondary with Chris Godwin Mike Evans Scotty Miller uh, Gronk I guess Cameron Bright uh Ronald Jones out of the backfield like I I would hedge my bets to start Brady over uh, Man, I don't know. That that's a tough one because, but, but Kirk is the, the the he is the by the book definition of mediocre. He is, but the, the matchup is just anytime you you know when there are certain teams when whoever they're playing against that opponent, whoever their defense is, you got to start. You know, like for example, the Jets. Whoever's playing against the Jets, you almost kind of have to look at their defense. Who, who, you know, and that team's defense is starting if they're playing as the Jets. The Atlanta Falcons are the same way for quarterbacks and yeah. receivers. You know what I mean? It's they're such a juicy matchup. And we're, we're talking, we're not talking about, you know, guys that are top five quarterbacks. We're looking here on the back end of, of top 10 to 12 range. And so I, I think it's very fair to, per, to put Kirk Cousins there. I don't dis I don't disagree with you. Kirk would have been if I did my list at 13, he mm-hmm. would be at 13. For right. Me. And I have Tom Brady at 13. 
It's uh, and I looked at their where they're projected. They're projected within about half a point of each other. Um, so the, the expert consensus rankings for the, for these guys are very similar too. I just uh, for me the the likelihood of a game turning into a shootout for me is more likely a Green Bay Tampa Bay type game than opposed to a Vikings Atlanta Falcons game because I mean you look sure you know two bad defenses and two good offenses good being in quotations um or two should be good offenses um I think when you look at Minnesota versus Atlanta that matchup is much more of a likelihood to be a get up early in the first half, kill the clock in the second, than opposed to Green Bay versus uh, Tampa. That's that's why I put Brady sure. ahead of Kirk. Sure. We, we also I know that we have differing views on how the Atlanta game will go, so that yeah, obviously right factors into wrong. that obviously factors into our decision making. Uh, let's go look at our sleepers and our busts. Uh, well, actually, before we do that. Any other big takeaways from our, our top 12? Because um, I think we were pretty close on a lot of those guys. We like were, they were in the sim, same ballpark. Where did you have Aaron Rodgers at on your list? He's number six. I have him number okay, six on my list. I, I had him at five, just ahead of Matthew Stafford. Um, and we'll see if Aaron Rodgers is coming back to be the, the – uh, this is his first true test this year to see if he's back to being that prolific. Yeah. Yeah. MVP caliber type quarterback that he once was. Right. Okay. Well, where did you put Cam Newton? I had I had Cam at eleven. Okay. And so you have a little, a little. Uh, well, actually, a bit lower than me because I have Cam as my. Uh, let's see, seven. See, I got, but that's a lot of that has to do. I know Cam has a fair share in the running game. It's mm-hmm. just the the Patriots became so run centric. Once Cam took over at quarterback, mm-hmm. it's too much to be average. It's too much to be averaging over 200 yards on the ground on the game at home for me to think he's going to be able to replicate a top 10 performance unless he gets like two rushing touchdowns, which is completely possible. Right. To put right. him in my top 10. Right. So Cam Newton so far this year. Uh, he's played in three games. He has not played the past two weeks. Uh, in two of those games, he, he finished number six and number two in the position. And then we played against Las Vegas, which ironically is the game where they blew out the, you yeah. know, obviously they destroyed the Raiders. Uh, he finished 28. So that, that was the game that Burkhead went the fuck off. Correct. Yes. <clears throat> and Burkhead stole a lot of his, a lot of his uh, goal line, uh, opportunities yeah i don't see that happening every week right i don't see uh, a running back stealing three goal line opportunities from cam newton on well, a weekly basis well okay but to be fair when uh the patriots played seattle and seattle was starting to stuff cam at the goal line like yeah okay maybe it's it worked for two weeks now we need to venture into the actual people we pay that position to be able to punch it in from the goal line. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little less high on cam this week than you are. And that's fine because like we've said before, once you get out of that one through seven or eight range, 
everybody else is pretty much on the same projected right. stat line. I, I view Cam as having the highest ceiling out of those guys just outside that range, just because of what he can do in the rushing and the passing game. He did have almost 400 yards passing against Seattle. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he, you know, that potential is there, but uh, let's, let's look at our sleepers and our bust picks for the, for the week, for this position. Who do you got for sleepers? So for a sleeper, um, I, I actually have Andy Dalton. Um, mm-hmm. I re- I really wanted to put Fitz into this in into the sleeper position, but when you look at what Fitz has done over the last four games, four straight games of twenty at least twenty one fantasy points, um, he doesn't really qualify for a sleeper position when you're looking at right. the Red Rocket stepping in for Dak Prescott. Um, I've I've him and Tom Brady. Fitz and Tom Brady are ranked just outside the twelve. They're like 13, 14 on my list. Yeah, I I think I I would have put I would have probably put Dalton the fourteen fifteen range. I may have put maybe a Jared Goff in front of Andy Dalton. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I I could easily see Dalton having a a, a two fifty three passing touchdown type game. Like yeah, yeah, it's it's very possible in this offense, especially when you play on a team that has is so prolific on the offensive side of the ball, but is just so bad on the fucking defensive side of the ball and you're playing a team that is pretty much your mirrored object except the fact that you don't have the high caliber names at wide receiver like the cowboys do correct um yeah no i my super pick was the same i also had andy dalton there uh he's rated currently 15th uh in the expert rankings which is it's fair but i really do believe he has a shot at cracking the top 10 Yes, and that, yeah, because it, you you and I stated earlier when we when we were covering the the Arizona Cowboy game, there's not a drastic drop off. There's not as drastic as a drop off between Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton that most people really right. seem to fear. Like right. Andy Dalton was a starter, right. and he had NFL. some good seasons. He had yes, some he good did. seasons when he had a decent line, and he had AJ Green healthy. He if has you, some good years. If you look at Dak's first four years and Andy Dalton's first four years, their stats are almost identical. Right, right. And now he has a good O-line. He has three solid wide receivers. A Dalton Schultz, who, I mean, he he was the tight end too going into this year, but with fucking Swain going out, like he's yeah. the guy. And he is stepping in, and he is stepping he is. in big time when, you, when you're talking about the red zone. Sure. And – Ezekiel Elliott. Correct. I, I could I could so easily see him being a top 10 play. I but I mean, even with the matchup, it's just there's so much unknown with Andy Dalton. We mm-hmm. can't base off of we can't put someone in the top 10 based off of one drive. Right. It's you know, the, the one thing I will say in favor of Dan, of Andy Dalton is that whatever formation Dallas has out there, he's gonna have at least at least four quality pass catching options. Yep. You know, it doesn't, it really doesn't matter unless they, and, the, and when I say at least four, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take into account a, a time where they might play a fullback, which they rarely do. Uh, if they have a tight end, two running back and two wide receiver set, they're going to have five legit options because Tony mm-hmm. Pollard is a second, uh, very good receiving mm-hmm. back as well. Oh, so, absolutely. yeah. So uh, who, who's your bust? I have one bus this week. Me too. And he one wasn't... that stands out. Okay. I, I feel like you and I probably aren't going to agree, 
because on on the bust pick, just we're gonna have different ones. Um, and this one's mostly biased. And he wasn't he wasn't necessarily ranked super high. Mm-hmm. If anyone is thinking that this is the bounce back week for Jimmy Garoppolo because he thinks his anyone thinks that his ankle is back to fucking par, uh, well, you're wrong. Uh, even if he is 100% healthy, he's facing his highest. He, he's he's facing going up against the league leading sack total team right. in the league. Right. Your team, your O line has given up 18. So far through five games, yes, you have Debo. Yes, you have Ayuk. You got Kittle. You have Mostert back healthy. I, I, I'm not a believer in Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the pressure is going to be in his face all fucking night. I would not be surprised if the Rams end up with five or six sacks on Jimmy Garoppolo. That is my best pick of the week. Yeah, and I think that's – so I'm looking at Jimmy G, and he is rated 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of in the consensus, uh, the expert rankings. Uh, so you you think he will actually perform worse than the twenty fifth best quarterback this week? That bad? I think he's right on par with that. Okay, that's that's fair. That's fair. You know, but when I, we're getting I, those I, numbers. That's fair. I also believe there's a lot of people who, in fantasy, are looking at well. Right. Yes, they're beaten up on on the defensive side of the ball, but all the people they lost on the offensive, all their offensive pieces are back, right. uh, excluding maybe one uh, one offensive lineman. Like, no, like this has got to be the week that he puts it together. You need to stop being everyone. I swear to you, fantasy or not, fantasy like Forty Nine er football faithful. You need to stop believing in this motherfucker. He is not the guy. So, and if you're in a, I think this applies mostly to people in two quarterback leagues, because if you're in a one quarterback league, and Jimmy should be G, on your fucking waiver wire, and Jimmy G is 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 what who you're considering that, that there's something seriously wrong, and seriously wrong. There's way better options. So my my guy, my bust is this week's number nineteenth rate rated quarterback in fantasy, and that would be Joe Burrow. Look, he I, I like the kid, and he you know, he just um, he struggles to finish inside the top twenty consistently. He's had two games inside the top twenty, one at ten, one at thirteen. The other other three games, he's finished either at twenty or or lower. One one game at twenty nine. He's rated number nineteen this week, and I think against Indianapolis, which has a great defense. He's, he's going to struggle. Uh, Indianapolis is going to take advantage of the opportunities. I know that we talked earlier uh, in the previous podcast about how Indy doesn't have a fantastic pass rush despite their high, high rated defense, but it's good enough that it's going to get pressure on Joe Burrow. It's, it's good enough. It's going to force him into mistakes if you have an Indianapolis Colts defense this week, they're my number one rated defense. I, I, I'm starting the Indy defense, and Joe Burrow is a big reason why he's gonna he's gonna have rookie moments this game. And Burrow Burrow is not the reason why you should be starting the Colts defense. He, I think he's a reason, but offensive line should be yes, the reason sure, why. sure, sure, sure. Offensive line, sure. Burrow can't block for himself, dude. He he can't. He can't. And uh, he can only do so much with. 
the the amount of time his O-line gives him, which isn't much. He was sacked seven times oh. last week against Baltimore. He's been sacked I think it was 20... eight the week before, right? Like, he's it was been, insane. Dude, he's been sacked 22 times through five games. That's the highest sack total on a quarterback Correct. in the NFL. Like, the dude is Correct. getting his ass whipped. Like, I, I agree with you. You should not be starting Burrow this week at the same time. So here's Burrow. a crazy statistic about Joe Burrow. All right, that you just you you reminded me of. He has right. been sacked 22 times, correct, through five games. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He has been sacked more times than Rob Gronkowski has been targeted for the season. I mean, that's not. I wouldn't say crazy. Uh, I'd say kind of peculiar, maybe a little clever. I I don't know, Gronk. I mean, no. Yeah, you know, I'll give it to you because Gronk had a lot of hype coming out of retirement. Okay, sure, whatever. I mean, thank you. I got one. I got one. You got one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. So, any other any other busts or sleepers that you would like to point out in the quarterback position at the QB position? No, I think we, I think we pretty much went over the cream of the crop as to who you should and should not start. Right. Uh, so starter say I've one I've one starter sit scenario for you, and it's two quarterbacks that people might have picked up off the waiver wire that would have been there: Matthew Stafford, Ryan Tannehill. Who do you like better this week? Ooh, fuck! Those are both two... have decent matchups. Both have really good matchups. Mm-hmm. Um. From a fantasy perspective, I would probably lean towards – I mean, you can even take it to my range. I would lean towards Stafford Mm -hmm. because the Titans can control – they can get a lead and control the clock running the ball. Um, Stafford is an outstanding quarterback who – Stafford does not get the recognition that motherfucker deserves. We we both agree on that. But he's – and playing a Jacksonville team that has a, a pretty bad defense mm-hmm. while Detroit is also pretty bad on the defensive side of the ball. This game could is could easily turn into a shootout. I would lean towards Stafford in that matchup um, over Tannehill. Yeah, that, that's where I would leave it. So that does it for the quarterback section. Coming up next, we're going to talk running backs. Stay tuned. Okay, everyone, it's time to talk about some running backs. Tyler, give me your list. Top 15. Uh, Yeah, since we're only going to 15. (laughs) All right, I got Zeke at one against Arizona. Derrick Henrik, two against Houston. Mike Davis, three against Chicago. Kareem Hunt at four against Pittsburgh. Alexander Madison at five. Aaron Jones at six. My boy Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at seven, James Robinson at eight, Jonathan Taylor at nine, James Conner at 10, Miles Sanders at 11, Raheem Mostert at 12, Todd Gurley at 13, Joe Mixon at 14, and Miles Gaskin against the Jets at 15. Wow. Okay. So after the first two picks, (laughs) our lists are very different. Okay, Very well, different. That just means mine's right and yours is wrong, but okay. go ahead. All right. So uh, 
obviously I got Zeke at one, Henry at two. Sure. Both of them have great matchups this week. I got Madison at three. Okay. I, I got Robinson at four. Oh, Taylor, wow. Yeah. Taylor at five. Wow. Aaron, Aaron Jones at six. We agree on that one. Mike Davis at seven. David Montgomery at eight. What? Are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not. I'm not kidding you. No, I'm not. That's uh, yeah. No, I'm not kidding you. Edwards Alaire at nine. You Kareem. put Montgomery ag- above Ceh. You're a fucking Correct. idiot. I, am I? Am I? I don't think I am. Uh, Kareem Hunt at ten. James Connor at eleven. Todd Gurley at twelve. Ronald Jones at thirteen. Raheem Mostert at 14 and Miles Sanders at 15. I did like your inclusion of Gaskin. I have him at, I would have him at 16. Uh, I, so I do think he's, he's right up, right up there in that uh, upper RB two echelon. But yeah, wow. We, we have a lot to discuss here. There is, there's a lot we disagree on on this one. I can live with the differentials with, Madison being at three. Oh, mm-hmm. All right. Sure. I mean, he's taken Dalvin Cook's carries, and he has been very so productive, what? very efficient. So what? Who very says he's going to be efficient? In the, you, you, you base that off, off that you think he's going to be the number three running back this week in fantasy. Yeah, I do. Uh, all right. Over Mike Davis, who has had solid numbers in the run and pass game and essentially become McCaffrey 2.0. Well, okay. The, no, the no, difference is the difference is that Mike Davis is playing against Chicago, and Madison is playing against Atlanta. And okay, it's uh, it, look from three to to about seven eight to about Mike Davis. I I can I I'd see that group as like a tier, right? Any one of those guys could finish above the other. Sure. Uh. I like all them. I like Madison. I like Robson. I like Taylor. I like Jones. I like I like Mike Davis. I like all of them this week. You uh, put where did you have Taylor again? At five. Fuck against, you against Cincinnati. No. Against Cincinnati, absolutely. No, absolutely. Uh uh-uh. uh. You, you and you had James Robinson at four, right? Correct. <sighs> Correct. I. You know you could make the argument for Robinson because there's absolutely nobody cutting into his workload. Taylor's got plenty of people cutting into his workload. Naheem Hines? Yeah, he's getting enough of volume to be able to steal that. He's not going to be a top five finish while he has Naheem Hines cutting into his workload. Mm. I don't know. I like this matchup a lot against Cincinnati. I think this is going to be a matchup where Indianapolis gets ahead and then they're controlling the game and they're going to be they're going to be feeding Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Where'd you have Connor? I have Connor uh, right at 11. Okay, I have him at 10. That's yeah. fine. Um, you had Sanders at what, 15? Correct. Yeah, I had. I actually have him at 11. I have yeah. a little. I have him a little higher than you do. Um, I don't even. You didn't have Joe Mixon in your top 15, did you? That is correct. He is Joe Mixon. Uh, is Joe Mixon is rated by the by the experts at 10. 
Right. He is he is my bust pick for this week. I do not I, think he will finish in the top 15. So I've got Mixon at 14. I think just based off, solely based off volume alone, he could turn in a, a, a top 15 performance. Um, I love Gaskin. I love Gaskin. I do too. I like I like I like Gaskin a lot. That's too. such a that's such a great matchup. Yeah. Yes, for I agree. Gaskin. Um, you but here here's the eye opening thing. You had Montgomery at what seven? Uh, I believe eight. Don't matter. Yeah. No. I I like his matchup. Carolina is terrible. Carolina is one of the worst run defenses in the league. Montgomery's out of my top 15 he's at 16 that's that, that see that is crazy okay he is rated he's the consensus 10 this week i have him rated at nine so i've moved him up one you have him at 16 you move him down six and he has a matchup against a team that can't stop anybody on the ground I, they made I todd guess we'll, Gurley look like the todd Gurley of a couple years ago i guess we will just have to wait and see what happens on fucking tuesday when we do our recap because Montgomery has not been super impressive through the first yeah. five weeks of the NFL I'll give you that. and of NFL season. Here's um, what's crazy. This week, uh, I'm looking at the Fantasy Pros website right now. 14, their top, the top 14 running backs they have rated have A minus or better uh, rated matchups. There's, there's a lot of good matchups for running backs. Oh, yeah. Um, I do not like Joe Mixon's though. I I do not like that matchup one bit. I don't like his matchup either, but I love his volume. I'm not putting. I'm not saying top ten. Mm-hmm. Putting him at fourteen, where he was drafted as. Well, no, okay, sorry, he was not drafted as an RB two for ninety nine percent of people. Right. Unless you went running back, running back. And if he is your RB two, it's because you had an early pick in the second round. If, if you're going. But you're just I'm put I'm putting him in the 15 based off of volume alone. That offense runs through Joe Mixon, and they have proven no matter how bad, especially last week when they were getting their asses whipped by Baltimore, even even in the fourth quarter, first down, hand off to Mixon. Well, at, at sooner or later, someone's gonna get lucky. A broken clock is is right twice a day. So here's why I don't like I don't like Joe Mixon. Okay. He's had one favorable matchup this week or this this season, right? Yeah. Against against a bottom ten uh, run defense, and that was against Jacksonville in Week Four, and yep. he was the number one running back that yep. week. Okay, he has not had a top twenty four finish outside of that. You, I mean, you, you're, and this is a, and he has played one other top ten run defense, and that would be the Chargers in Week One. He was the 44th best running back that week. The, the, the Colts are better, are even better run defense than the Chargers are. He's sad. Hey. He's finished 24th, 30th, 30th, and 44th. You also have to see Okay, but you also have to remember that the running back rankings don't strictly mean rushing value. Burrow targets Mixon a lot. So he can make up for what he can't get done in that run game due to a, due to a really bad offensive line. He gets plenty of volume in the passing game too. But I'm not I'd talking about not, running value. I'm not I talking about I un- overall running back points. I understand that. But guess what? At some point, something's got to give. 
I would not. I, me having him at fourteen is not super fucking crazy like I had Gasecki at five in the tight end slot two weeks ago. Okay, it's not a horrendous pick. No, he I don't think your bust. He could be your bust. That's fine. My yeah. bust, you're you're probably not going to agree with, but that's fine. Who I is your bust? Well, he's not even in either of our top fifteens or probably top twenties, and this is going to sound like. Kenyon Drake? No. No? All right. I actually have Kenyon Drake higher, rated higher than this fucking piece of shit. Who? Let me take a guess, man. Like, this is. I a, just did. This is a dude's name I have been cursing on this fucking podcast for two straight fucking weeks. Place for Houston. Oh. <laughs> David Johnson. Fuck that dude. Fuck that dude. He had, no. Nope. Not even a little bit. He has looked so bad. So, I won't, okay. Saying bad, saying he's looked bad is, is, is the wrong way to go about it. But for all the hype, He's looked so lackluster. Oh, wow. He's in the Texans offense. Now we're running back to flourish. They haven't had a solid running back in that fucking system since Arian Foster. Because mm-hmm. once Arian Foster went got traded to the Dolphins, everyone thought Lamar Miller was going to be it, and he turned out to be a bust. Then David Johnson comes over. <clears throat> Excuse me. David I Johnson. thought Lamar Miller had one good season with the Texans. No, dude, I'm no. telling you, bro, just like David Johnson, I took Lamar Miller every year he was with Houston because I was just like, I'm like, yes, he's going to take over the Arian Foster role because I would take Arian Foster every year too. Nope. Fuck that, dude. Nope. And I, he, here's why. David Johnson is the number one running back in that depth chart. And they're playing the Tennessee Titans. Who is the number one running back in the depth chart for the Bills? Devin Singletary. He had 11 carries for 25 yards last week. And Devin Devin Singletary is much better than David Johnson. Well, TJ Yeldon in that game was the leading rusher with seven carries for 52 yards. TJ Yeldon, what most would be able, would make the argument, is not better than David Johnson. But he put up a better performance. David Johnson is going to continue his his fucking streak of mediocrity, and hopefully he fucking tears an ACL. Who knows? Wow. Okay. So I'm not wishing a torn ACL on anyone. Fuck him. But he has not. He has not impressed. He's had only one finish in the top 15, and that was week one. Uh, he's been mostly finishing in like the low end RB two range uh, most of the other weeks. Now, who do you have as your sleeper or sleepers? If you have, well, hold, hold on. who, who, Oh, you already said Mixon was your bust. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, uh, I agree. I agree that that the, the bust potential is there for him. Do you think he's going to be a top 10 back? Cause that's where that he Mixon? is rated. Yeah, Mixon, Mixon, no. He's no. rated at the number 10 back. Do you think he's okay. going to finish 10? No, and that's why I have him at 14. Right. 
Okay, the, the, you and I should be, not be going at each other's throats like this at saying like, oh, he's going to be the number one. No, he's not. All right, so give me your sleepers. All right, so I, I have one sleeper in the running back position. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on. Come here. Come here. Quickly. So we got we got Tyler saying goodnight to his no, daughter while he's doing that. No, 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 it's fine. I'm back. Oh, you're I'm back? back. All right. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Yeah, I just All want right. to say goodnight to my kid Absol- real quick. No, absolutely. Go, go um, ahead. So my, my one sleeper this week would be Devontae Freeman versus the Washington football team. Okay. All right. Um, he's, he's Someone's played... got to score in that game, right? Like that's <laughs> Well, but here, here here's my case in point with this. He's played three games so far with the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. His first week, he only got five carries. Right. Week his second week gets 11, but only turns it in for 33, 33 yards, but has a little bit of work in the receiving game going for it for 35. Last week against Dallas, he gets 17 totes for 60 yards and a touchdown while turning in two receptions for 27 yards. Going up against another bad defense, this team again, this game is going to be fucking awful. I I, I, I don't have Devontae Freeman in my top 20. I would, but if you're hurting on the flex side, you got some people on buy, you're not willing to drop. You know, Devontae Freeman's not a horrible play at the flex position. I would especially say for the PPR leagues. I agree. Um, so one of my sleepers, I have two, but uh, one of them right. is same game, opposite backfield, and that's Antonio Gibson. Okay. Uh, he's, he's rated at 18. And I, I think he has a legit shot at being like a, a, a low end RB one, high end RB two, kind of finishing in that in that ten to to fourteen range. Uh-huh. I, I think he's gonna get a score this game. I do. I think he's gonna gonna punch one in, and probably get around sixty to seventy yards, uh, maybe even approach a hundred because he is he can be a threat in the passing game as well. Uh, Gibson, very very good receiver. He actually played primarily wide receiver in college at Memphis at the university of Memphis. And uh, he's shown that he, he is very versatile. So I, I think that he will be probably one of the more utilized weapons for the Washington football team. I, I could see him getting close to a top 10 finish. Um, yeah, no, I, I had get, I, I went 20 deep with the running back position. I have Gibson at 17 mm-hmm. um, and you're not wrong thinking this uh, he might find the end zone this game he scored a touchdown in three of five games this year right um and he's going up against a giants defense that's better than advertised but they're still the giants so i would if i was a betting man i would probably put my money towards that yeah he's probably going to find the end zone at some point in this game it's unlikely that the giants find themselves in it with a huge lead that puts washington into a a a pass heavy game script yeah Right. Yeah. So he'll, he'll have plenty of opportunity. I think the volume will be there for him. I do agree. Yeah. And then also my other sleeper pick this week, and this is a, a, a bit of a hunch here, but I got Chase Edmonds. Uh, he's rated 26. He's at, uh, they're playing at Dallas and uh, Kenyon Drake's rated ahead of him uh, by the experts at 21. I think this could be the week where Chase Edmonds uh, surpasses Kenyon Drake on the death chart. Anyone who watched the game last week, it was pretty clear who the better running back was, even with Kenyon Drake getting that one little little score. 
Chase Edmonds, when he gets his when he gets his touches, he's going to do work against this Dallas defense. I think he's going to have a really nice week. I expect him to get a, a score, at least one score, and I, I think it's going to be a pilfer from Kenyon Drake. I think he's going to steal one from Kenyon Drake. Um. So I, I mean, I do agree with you on that. Um. I I, I have Kenyon Drake at twenty. And that's surely because it, it's it's the lack of will to take the ball out of his hands by Cliff Kingsbury. Because, um, I mean, you look, last week, Kenyon Drake runs rushes for 18, 18 rushing attempts for 60 yards and one touchdown. Correct. A lot of, like, and he was getting, especially into that scoring drive, like the last three totes he had for, like, were, like, seven-yard rush, eight-yard rush, and then a seven-yard touchdown against a, a – a, a worn down defense. He hadn't done anything up to that point. Chase Edmonds, on the other hand, has three carries for 39 yards and a score. Right. Um, we all, we, we all agree. Like, I mean, you and I, especially we, we agree. Chase Edmonds should be getting more volume in this fucking right. offense. Right. But I'm thinking until they start, until they start getting harder matchups on the defensive side of the ball, Kenyon Drake is going to continue to be able to limp his way through games to put up decent numbers to, yeah, I'm still the RB1. It's not going to get until, you know, you start facing a Buffalo or New England or the Rams for the fuck it, for, it, for the Arizona Cardinals. Because, yeah, I mean, they did, he did that. Sh- he, he went 18-16-1 against the Jets. It's, what do you it's, do? Yeah, and no, then, it's, it's awful. Then he gets Dallas. Yeah. Like, I think Edmonds is going to have more of a share of the carries this week. If if it's anywhere near a 50-50, if they approach anywhere even 60-40, right? You you give you give uh, 15 to Drake and 10, 10 to Edmonds. Edmonds is going to outscore him fantasy point wise. Yeah, but he almost did it on three carries. Versus his 18. He almost outscored him. Yeah, you're right. But when you're looking at an 18 to 3 fucking touch share in the running game, to think that this is going to be the week it goes 50 50, I, I don't see it because they have Kenyon Drake's rushing attempts through the season 16, 20, 18, 13, 18. Right. Right. Like he has not been getting any type of fucking volume, or Drake has been eating up all the volume. So well, Chase Edmonds has been going for six, three, three, four, and three. Right. So even then, do you know where Chase Edmonds finished last week? He was the number uh, nine running back. Yeah, yeah, no, that does because not he also had fifty six yards. Yeah, on f- on five catches, right? He he produces way more than Kenyon Drake, and at some point, I don't care how how stubborn Kingsbury has been. At some point. At some point, he, he's gonna he's gonna get Chase Edmonds more involved. Hopefully. This is a great spot to do it. This is if, if you're a Cardinals fan, you, you gotta be you gotta be rooting for for Edmonds to get more involved because Kenyon Drake has just plain sucked. He he has been very very bad. You got any other sleepers? Nope. Nope. All right. 
So we're going to move on to the next segment here right after this break, where we are going to be talking about the wide receivers. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. It's time to start talking about the wide receiver position. Tyler, give me a breakdown of your top 15. All right. Number one, I got D-Hop against Dallas. I think that's should be an obvious matchup at number two. I got Devonte Adams. What you're flipping me off through the camera and I've made it through two picks. No, I, I just wanted to let you know you're number one. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, just give well, me the number one. Give me the number one. But yeah. I better yeah. do something that absolutely none of the viewers could fucking see because this is an audio syndicated podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you got Hopkins as number one. Who, who'd you say it was your number two? I, I wasn't. I was Devontae Adams against Tampa Bay. Okay. At three, Calvin Ridley against Minnesota. Four, Adam Thielen against Atlanta. Uh-huh. Five, Tyreek against Buffalo. Okay. Six, Diggs against Kansas City. Uh-huh. Seven, Kenny Galladay against Jacksonville. Eight, Robinson against Carolina. Nine, Chris Godwin against Green Bay. Ten, Will Fuller against Tennessee. Eleven, Robbie Anderson against Chicago. Twelve, OBJ against Pittsburgh. Thirteen, Mike Evans against Green Bay. 14, Robert Woods against the 49ers, and 15, Amari Cooper against Arizona. All right. So, like, the first eight receivers, we have uh-huh. the same exact guys, just in different order. Okay. Yeah, and, that, okay. and that's fine. Yeah. It's uh, – so, all right. And I think it comes down to how you, you perceive the, the storyline of that game playing out, right? I, I agree. Hopkins, number one. Yep. I have I have Tyreek Hill at number two. Well, oh. I have Adam Thielen at number three. I have Calvin Ridley at number four. Devontae Adams at, at five. Five, dude, yes. you're yeah, so five. wrong. Oh no, okay. my All fucking right. god. Oh, okay. Uh, look, you Thielen and Ridley just have such better matchups secondary wise. You're talking about volume, dude. Sure. Sure, but Devontae there's, Adams, there's while no he was one, out, while he was out. no one cutting in to Devontae Adams' volume. No, I, I disagree with that. Nobody. I disagree. Look, Devontae Adams still has a super high floor, super high ceiling. He, he very well could be the number two or number one wide receiver this week. He could be. It's very possible. But while he was out, Aaron Rodgers did find other targets. And then you also have Aaron Jones, who's going to contend with target share and score. He's going to score. So yeah, Devonte Adams is probably going to do great. I have him at number five. I feel like that's not outrageous. At number six, I have Kenny Galladay. Number seven, Stefan Diggs. Number eight, Allen Robinson. Okay. okay. Here's where our list gets very different. Okay. Uh, number nine, I have Amari Cooper. Number 10, I have A.J. Brown, 11, Mike Evans, 12, Will Fuller, 13, T-Mac, Terry McLaurin. Oh, my God. Okay. Yep. 14 and 15, I couldn't decide between the two guys, so I put Cooper Cup and Robert Woods there. One of them will probably be there. One of them probably won't, but I haven't. It's impossible to choose between those two guys. 
Woods gets the upside for me because he's in more he, sets. He, he plays more and he, he plays more downs. Well, and it's not just that. He's he has involvement in the rushing game too. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup does not. Um so all right, I want, want to hit on something too. You had Chris Godwin, I think it was like around nine. Nine. Nine, yeah, okay. Which I don't disagree with. All right. Chris Godwin is my sleeper pick of the week. And that is because he is rated as the th- number 34 wide receiver. All right. I don't think those ratings are retarded then. That that's the consensus of all the experts. All right. That's the consensus of all the experts. But guess what? The experts I'm not got saying, it fucking I'm not wrong. saying they're right. Obviously, I think they're wrong because he is my sleeper pick. And they should not be experts if they have Chris Godwin, who's a top wide receiver in this league. The concern, who is no. The concern is by- injury. The concern is injury. Oh. Okay. Right. Uh so walk me through where you disagree completely because after you no know, after the first eight receivers our lists got very very different you had who at 10 at 10 i had aj brown yeah i got aj i got aj in the top 20 he's not in the top 15 i got will fuller at 10 i he's like his 12 match. Yeah. Okay. I like I like his matchup, and Will Fuller is the predominant number one. Cooks and 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 uh, Cobb are gonna take some of. They're gonna command a little bit of volume, mm-hmm. and uh, Fells, Darren Fells, the tight end for Houston, he is going to command a 50-50 share of the red zone targets between him and Will Fuller. Um, I like his matchup though. Like. Yeah. Uh, uh, at 11, I had someone you didn't even list. Who was that? Robbie Anderson. So I do have, okay. I do have Robbie Anderson in my top 20. And actually, now let me say this, because my bust, one of my, I have two busts. One of them this week is DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. Yeah. yeah. Because DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson are both rated in the top 20. I think Robbie Anderson will finish there. I do not think... DJ Moore against Chicago, you, you don't have that level of volume to, to hand out to to all your receivers. One I, of them is going to have a big game. One of them won't. I, I agree with your DJ Moore bust pick. Um, and Robbie Anderson's my guy to to have the big game. Yes, uh, for Carolina. I, I like his volume. And I, 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 I like too. him, and I like him in a game that should at least be close if if not close then it's going to turn into a second half scramble for carolina if chicago mm-hmm. goes up big um you also did not have obj in your 15 no i do not no i do not i i i, I could see obj with a top fi- top 15 finish this week um i have obj as one of my busts you've had obj as a bust pretty much every week of this podcast that's i had him last week and not the week before and, hey, and you and i you and i both had him last yeah, week. correct and we were both correct based on busting on his on his rating on right? his on ranking his, right and again i he's ranked at 19 which is i'm pretty sure like pretty pretty much where he was ranked last week too and again i i, I don't see him finishing 
as a as a wide receiver too against a Pittsburgh, a very talented Pittsburgh defense. I see him finishing more in that wide receiver uh, three to four range. So I have him outside my my top twenty five. Where where did you have Evans? Because we both had well, okay, you had Evans inside the fifteen. 11. Okay, I have him at thirteen. I have third. I have him at thirteen because I think Evans commands a lot of the goal line shares. Sure. Um, and I Godwin is going to be the go to guy driving down the field. Right. Um, I agree with you, and I think this is the only week. Uh, as long as you know, barring injury, this is the only week where I rank Evans ahead of Godwin. And yeah. it's only because we don't really know exactly where Godwin's at in his recovery. He, he is expected to play. Uh, hopefully he does. Hopefully he's feeling wonderful and fine. But that being said, um, I'm giving Mike Evans the nod this week based on the fact that he's been healthy. So that said, moving forward in future weeks, I, I think Godwin is the go-to guy there. Uh, he's going to be the one running the routes up the middle, which is what Brady likes to throw. We, we've seen what happens when Brady throws to the outside especially mm-hmm. this year where he's yep. like, Hey, I'm going to throw a touchdown, but it's going to be to the other team. Yep. So I think Brady is going to be very, very happy to have Godwin back and be very quick to start throwing that ball up the middle to Godwin. And then, it, you know, you, you had cup and woods at 14, 15. I had, mm-hmm. I had Robert woods at 14. Um, and I explained that already. He, right. he has, he's, he's, uh, he has multiple sets inside that offense, rushing, receiving. Um, you are much higher on Amari Cooper this week than I am. <clears throat> um, I am. Mm-hmm. I, I, a lot of that has to do with with me having him at fifteen. Is based off of who do you trust in, in this Dallas offense when you look at a team that has three potentially could be solidified number ones. Um, I mean, what's interesting too is Andy Dalton. You know who who was his number one receiver? Gallup. It was Gallup. Yeah, Gallup. Uh, he was yeah. looking for Gallup on that on Gallup. that drive, and he uh, the big plays went to Gallup. Uh, Gallup, which by the way, Gallup, very talented receiver who was being underused. I feel like by by Dak. Uh, Gallup, I think could, I know that everyone is saying, you know, Gallup, the, the, the Dallas Cowboy receivers are going to take a hit and Gallup is going to be one of those guys is going to take it. I think Gallup's going to, going to actually get a bump from Andy Dalton, who I think will be looking at Gallup. I, I agree with you. Um, but when you're talking about Gallup being underused as a mm-hmm. wide receiver for Dak, that that's a, a, an argument where it's just like how many you how many mouths do you have to feed? Sure, you know you've got Amari, you've got Gallup, you got Ceedee Lamb, you got uh, you know Dalton Schultz, you have fuck it, and Zeke who commands some presence out of the backfield. Um, I would, I'm lower on Amari, but I'm. I, you're talking about Amari Cooper, who, I mean, he hasn't turned out a bad fantasy performance yet. Right. He's been double digits PPR every week. Correct. And then, you know, he, he had the two touchdown game two weeks ago against Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And then he put up eight for 124 last week uh, against the Giants. Um, I would. And Arizona isn't a terrible defense, but I think we both anticipate this game is going to be higher scoring. 
I would, if I'm sitting there, I, I feel like this could be a much better game for a CD lamb, Michael Gallup than Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is going to command the presence out of that secondary um, is also a reason why. And we'll get into it once we get into the, the next segment, I'm a little bit lower on Dalton Schultz this week mm-hmm. um, because his presence is going to be commanded by Buda Baker. And I mean, Buda Baker can go, just about blow for blow for George with, with George Kittle. I don't think he's going to have that much of a problem with Dalton Schultz. Right. I do want to uh, correct one thing that we said earlier, and that is uh, Amari Cooper did have in week five, he did not score in double digits, but all the other weeks he did. So. So do you, do you have any honorable mentions before we get to the sleeper bust? Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown. Look, he's got a tough cover. He's got a tough cover with the sleigh on him this week. Uh, but I think that Marquise Brown is – look, Philly's secondary has struggled all year. Marquise Brown has been seeing an uptick in targets. Last year he was he was used as a guy that was essentially just a big play threat. Right Last week he had 10 targets caught six of them, 77 yards and a touchdown. What does that tell you? It tells you that he's being used uh, throughout the game, not just for deep routes. He's getting the medium and the short routes too. I think that they're going to move him around. I think he's going to come out of the slot a, f- a few times. And with all the attention that Mark Andrews is commanding and the the rushing attack of Baltimore as a team is commanding, I think Marquise Brown is going to uh, definitely get some love against Philadelphia. See, I disagree with you wholeheartedly on this one. Marquise Brown is my bust. Really? When you're looking at a Philly team, yeah, he's going to command a heavy presence by Darius Slay. Yes. But you're going up against a Philly defense that is so weak against a tight end. We covered it in in our week six picks. They're 323 yards given up and five touchdowns to the tight ends. And we saw, yeah, Marquise Brown saw commanded 10 targets last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. Uh, but at the same time, Mark Andrews was his go-to guy. And I could see – I could easily see Mark Andrews having a – he had a big, big day. I could see him going for a huge day tomorrow. Sure. Um, I just what, – what, what, where, what, is, what is Hollywood Brown's ranking? Right now, just uh, he's the wide receiver. Fifteen is where, where he's rated for the week. Yeah, I I would. I have him just outside of that. I have him uh, in the upper teens. I would have him closer to eighteen, nineteen range for me. Um, I and you're you're basing it. It's not based off of potential or how great the player is. It's based off matchup. I would start a Devonte Parker over a Marquise Brown this week with his matchup with the Jets. I do like Devontae Parker a lot. Um, uh, even even Jamison Crowder on the opposite side of the ball. They, they, right. they, the, the Jets don't have many people to throw the ball to, and they're going to be playing from behind a lot. Right. Um, another, another honorable mention I want to throw out there is Darius Slayton. 
Oh yeah. 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 yeah this, yeah. this, this is going to be another favorable matchup for him. Yeah. Um, he, and he's a red zone machine. He's either going to get you two yeah. touchdowns or absolutely nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> that is, he's had, he's had two top 20 finishes and three bottom 50 finishes. So he's either, he's either going to hit, he, he is a, a hit or miss guy. I do think he, he gets, he gets at least one touchdown this week. My sleeper this week and most people would not be willing to say he's a sleeper because of the performance he turned out a week ago. I, I he's one of mine too. Chase Claypool. Yes, absolutely. 100%. We know we we noted him last week mm-hmm. in our week five fucking picks. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anybody, not not a one, who would have thought, oh yeah, he's going to go for four touchdowns tomorrow. Nobody predicted that. Right. Absolutely not. Um, I love his matchup against Cleveland. I do too. I love for him I, the fact that Deontay Johnson is out again. Uh-huh. He's what he showed out a week ago is going to it, it got Ben Roethlisberger Roethlisberger's attention. He is going to get more volume. He is yes. I would yes. not be surprised if he is out targeted if he out targets Juju Smith Schuster. Right. Well, well, what's crazy is that in the first, so the Steelers have played four games, right? They had a bye in week four. the The first three games, he had a total of nine targets, which he did. He did a lot with those nine targets. Mm-hmm. Um, he he got around 150 yards. Uh, and at least one touchdown with those targets. He turned in a top 10 finish in week two, right? In week five, he had 11 targets, and you saw what that led to. This is one of those things where, all right, when you see a guy that turns out that kind of productivity, you don't back away from that. You don't say, you know what I need? I need less of Chase Claypool. No, You you say, I need to keep giving that guy the ball. He plays against Cleveland, which is uh, bottom 10 against the pass. He has a few. Okay. If you picked him up in fantasy this week, I know everyone was, was jumping, trying to get him right. Yeah, me too. He has seven games, seven games against bottom 10 pass defenses left to play. He has one game against the top 10 pass defense. He has three games against, sorry, four games against teams that are somewhere in the middle. This guy is going to have a great season. He, he's going to turn out a, a fantastic season. And that this week, next week, but both weeks, I see him having a great game. He's rated at 25, and I, I'm sorry, I see him, I see him uh, finishing right outside the top 15, um, if not in the top 15. He, he very well could be there easily. And you want to talk about not from a fantasy perspective chase claypool his route running as a fucking rookie is some of the cleanest shit i have ever seen mm-hmm. that that man is fucking filthy on the field yes he, he has throw so here is his through the season so far he has 20 targets total right he's caught 13 of them for 261 yards right that's an average of 20 yards per reception and he's caught five touchdowns. Yep. This guy has big playability. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, 
he's the he's the real deal. He's a the sky's the limit on Claypool. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy. You you would have thought that Juju Smith uh, Schuster had had the the grip on the wide receiver one position in in Pittsburgh. Chase Claypool is going to give him a run for his money this season. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but if you're a, a Juju uh, owner in fantasy, that's not a bad thing. It means that defenses now have someone else. You know when Juju had a great year when when Antonio Brown was balling out. That's when Juju had a great year. Yeah. And if you're a Juju uh, fantasy owner, you, you should be excited about Chase Claypool balling out because it means that defenses can no longer key in only on Juju Smith-Schuster. Make the comparison is when Calvin Ridley got drafted by the Falcons. Mm-hmm. All that command presence still went to Julio, but Calvin Ridley started to show out. Coming and Sanu. The they had Sanu too. So the, 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 the presence. Oh, oh, Muhammad Sanu, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's you, when Sanu wasn't awful. You started looking into into this year. Mm-hmm. You were seeing Julio in in single coverage, right? For most of the game because you could not ignore Calvin Ridley anymore. Yeah, yeah. Something to look forward to. Speaking of Julio, he's rated at thirty six this week against Minnesota. He's not even on my piece of paper. He is. He is expect he's still questionable, although it looks like he will most likely suit up. Would you play him? No, 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 because the last time two two weeks ago when we were faced with the same situation, like, oh well, he's looking like a game time decision, and that that hamstring a hamstring issue is not something you can go into a game and like halfway through, you need to get through that whole game to know that you are fine. He went into it, re-aggravated it, bam, out again. I would not, I Julio would be on every single one of my benches if I had him in any league. Correct. He's ranked just behind T. Higgins, and I would start T. Higgins over Julio this week. Yes, I would too, because yeah. I believe T. Higgins will play a full fourth quarter. Of four Correct. quarters. Correct. T. Higgins, by the way, uh, another guy that could be a sleeper pick. Although his matchup this week is not is not great, but uh, if you picked up if you picked up T. Higgins, uh, he's a guy to keep on your bench uh, for sure. His target share through the past uh, four games is is really fantastic. He has the lowest targets he's got in the past four games is six. He said six, nine, seven, and eight, and he has produced with those targets. T. Higgins is a nice waiver wire ad if you haven't already gotten them. Absolutely. All right. Well, that wraps up wide receivers. Unless Tyler, you have anything else to add? Nope. I sent it through text. <laughs> I, got, I got your text. All right. We're going to wrap it up here and uh, move on to the tight ends in the next segment. Stay tuned. And it's Hi, time. everybody. And welcome wow. to another wow. segment of uh, yeah. Let's commentary. Ladies and gentlemen, we're okay. going to go ahead and get into right. our week six tight end rankings. Um, I have been uh, drinking whiskey to try and make my dick not work. <laughs> DC, go ahead and give me your uh, your top 12 tight end rankings going into week six of the NFL football season. I, I sound like Harry Carey, but I, that's a throwback for anyone who's 60 years old, everybody. Okay, go ahead. Give me your rankings, buddy. <laughs> Uh, before I do that, top three whiskeys. This is not the unsportsmanlike whiskey fucking comment. No, 
No? We can't talk about whiskey? No, bitch. No? Let's go. You know I'm on a time crunch. Let's go. All right. All right. So top 12 tight ends. One, Kittle. Two, nope. Kelsey. Three, Andrews. Four, Johnu. Five, TJ Hawkinson. Six, Evan Ingram. Seven, Mike Gusecki. Eight, Zach Ertz. Nine, Tanyan. Ten, Schultz. 11, Higby, and 12, Hayden Hurst. Wow. Okay. You and I agree on a lot. Or we're at least in the same realm. Okay. There's one that you and I have a drastic flip on. All right. Well, give me your um, list. Give me your list. At one, I have Mark Andrews. I I... The top three guys this week. I got you it. You can make an argument I, for anyone. I got it. Yep. Kelsey, I have it two. Yep. Kittle, I have it three. Sure. You and I both agree. Janu at four. Yep. <clears throat> at five. <laughs> at five, again, reluctantly. Mike Gasicki. Except ah! he just has he just has a great matchup this time. He does. He does. Um I'm not even going to say number six, seven. Well, who's your six? I'll get to it. Okay. All right. Seven. I have TJ Hawkinson. All right. For the first time through this podcast, you and I both agree on where Zach Ertz lies at eight. All right. At nine, I have Evan Ingram. Okay. 10. I have Jimmy Graham. 11. I have Eric Ebron. And number 12, I have Robert Tanyan. Okay. So let's revisit number six here. Well, what's going on there? You've got Hayden Hurst at 12. Correct. I got him at six, dude. I uh, love his matchup. I love I, his matchup against Minnesota. I like his matchup. I love it. Okay. Well, why? This is a, because when you go out of that top four, when you're going out of Andrews, Kelsey, Kittle, and now Johnny Smith, who has solidified himself as a top tier start, must start mm-hmm. tight end in fantasy. You, th- Darren Waller also makes that list, but with, I mean, the Raiders are on right. by. They're so by, yeah. outside of those five, it's, 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 it's really a crapshoot. Zach Ertz should be in that, in that top tier. Uh-huh. What has happened, I don't know, especially with Dallas Goddard being out for the last fucking three weeks. Yeah. Like, Ertz uh, should be the guy, but he's not. It's one of the biggest disappointing fucking stat storylines as, as far as fantasy football goes this year. Yeah. Because yeah. Ertz has been so dominant. And now it's just like, you are, the, you are it. He had one fantasy point last week. One. Ertz has been a huge disappointment and would lead as to why he is my bust against Baltimore. Sure. And I, I, even I, at I can eight, see that. Sure. Even at eight, but I like, I like Gusecki's matchup against the jets. I like Hayden Hurst's matchup against Minnesota mm-hmm. too, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Hawkinson has a great matchup against yes. Jacksonville. Yes. Um, Great matchup, and you get into the red zone. You get inside the 15. Stafford's going to be looking for Galladay or Hawkinson. Correct. 
Correct. Uh, Ingram, I'm a, you were a little bit higher on, even though like I, I agree the, the ceiling is there or mm-hmm. the floor is there. Apologies. <laughs> um, but against a with with a really good matchup, it, it would be hard not to start him if you have, you know, if you don't have a better option or you have like a Darren Waller on by. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Graham, I have a ten. He's got a good matchup, and he's not. He he doesn't command much presence going down the field, but he commands a lot in the red zone. I agree. Uh, he, he's he's a boomer bust type of fucking. Sure. He's a. And, and I I could see this being a week where he booms. I, sure. I could. And and the and the red zone. I agree. Ebron at eleven. I feel like like that's a very safe spot for him. He should. He Ebron should legitimately be in the six to nine range every week. Um, but he continues to not, I, I don't know if it's underperformance or he, he's just, he, he's he, like not demanding the presence with his play, uh, mm-hmm. to, to get more target share from, from Roethlisberger. But I mean, it is what it is. Maybe it happens against Cleveland defense. Um, tight ends are either covered by linebackers or safeties and Sadejo it has been, terrible for cleveland so maybe ebron has a nice day and then robert tanyan who you uh brought up in the last uh in the last uh last podcast you know three touchdowns yeah uh, Yeah. establishing himself as a red zone favorite other than Devontae adams because aaron Rodgers looks for 17 first um Tanya at 12 I feel like it's not a huge jump it's not a right it, it, it's not it, 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 that's that's not a leap at me saying you know at 12 especially at a thin position at tight end fantasy I, I agree uh think about let's go back to Zach Ertz real quick do you know how many top 10 finishes he's had as a tight end this season I would go ahead and I, mm, I want to say zero, but I'm going to say one. It's No, it's zero. It's zero. Wow. His, no. his best finish was at tight end 13. Last week, he was the 43rd ranked tight end in fantasy. Yeah. I didn't even realize there were 43 fantasy viable tight ends, but apparently he, there are, and Zach Ertz finished there. He has been such a disappointment. Yeah. Not just for the Eagles this season, but God damn it. Ertz was being looked at as the third or fourth tight end off the board. Correct. In fantasy drafts, his ADP going in the fourth or fifth round. Yes. yes. I feel bad for anybody who wasted a pick on him because he is at, he's given you absolutely nothing. Correct. Correct. I, I might – I have Jonu and Hayden Hurst in my league. I'm, I might offer someone uh, Hayden Hurst for, for Zach Ertz. Why? Why not? I already have John New, right? So why not? But I mean, regardless. sure, but uh, so I I think that by and large we agree on it, and and yeah, I know that the the guy you had at six there, um, Hayden Hurst. I had I had him lower, but you I, had him at twelve, correct? But I I don't look the way I look at it. 
one through five on my TJ Hawkinson through George Kittle, right? Uh, Kittle, Kelsey, Andrews, Johnny Hawkinson. Those five guys to me have great matchups. Really, the top four guys. Yeah. Kittle through Johnny. Uh, Matchup the, the, proof. Yeah, correct. Everything out after that becomes a bit of a crapshoot. I got Hawkinson way up there because I love his matchup and I think he's going to get some red zone love this week. Uh, after that, it really, I don't, six and 12 very well could be within a couple of points of each other, you know? So, so here, here, here's the question I will poise to you because you had Hayden Hurst so low. Mm-hmm. Would you start Ertz, Ingram, Graham, Ebron, or Tanyan over Hayden Hurst? I would start Tanyan. I would start Tanyan. Very touchdown dependent. And he is. Uh, so is Hurst, though. That's what Hurst has become. He has become touchdown dependent. Uh, last week, he caught well, – What did he, he did like nothing last week. Literally absolutely but, nothing. Okay. The week before that, he caught one pass for one yard and one touchdown. You're right. But here's, here's, the, here's the counter argument to that. Hurst has a semi – share into that offense as to where the guys I just list, listed off outside of Zach Ertz, they really don't mm-hmm. like Ingram. You could make a case for, but Graham, Ebron and Tanyan, they, they, it's not there. Yeah. And, and Hurst has a great matchup against yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. So the Minnesota Vikings are actually a top 10 team against tight ends. That being said, I think that the game flow will allow for a pass-heavy uh, game for, for Atlanta. Yeah. Hurst, you know, look, uh, Hurst was being valued as a potential breakout pick when people were drafting this year. And for everyone who who is a Hayden Hurst owner, um, don't get too down on him because I realize his recent performances have been bad. But – Consider this. He has had one, two, three games against top 10 tight end defenses. His next three games are also against top 10 tight end defenses. After that, only one. So his schedule is going to get better and get friendlier for him. And all the while, he's had at least five targets in uh, four of the five games that he's played. So in the one that he didn't, he had three. So he is getting a target share. The volume um, is there. Volume him. is is there. Uh, as far as tight ends go, it's as theirs it's going to be. Yes, you're right. Uh, that being said, being someone who owns Hayden Hurst, I felt jilted by him, so I couldn't put him that as, as high as you could. Okay. I'm the jilted lover. <laughs> oh, all right, whatever. <laughs> so who you got for uh, sleepers and busts? So sleeper position uh, – I said I said I was a little less high on him, but I feel like he could potentially still maybe pull out a touchdown in a red zone type of situation. <clears throat> and he was a sleeper before me in weeks before Dalton Schultz. Um, he does run a, a, a pretty rough matchup with uh, Buda Baker, mm-hmm. um, but when you when you're looking at both sides, both teams have pretty bad defenses. This is going to be a high-scoring game. You got to, you got to at least think that maybe Dalton Schultz 
scampers away enough into the back of the end zone in a red zone type situation where Andy Reid gets or Andy Andy Reid Jesus fucking Christ yeah the Walrus <laughs> is throwing the fucking ball now no Andy Dalton gets it to the back of the end zone because if you remember when Andy Dalton through his prime years with the Bengals and he had Tyler Eifert right, he right. favored Eifert a yes, lot especially in the red in the red zone so Dalton Schultz he's a little he, he's not in my top 12 based off of the matchup and the coverage he's drawing um, but he would be a sleeper pick based j- 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 just on anyone that you're trying to stream a tight end. You got a tight end sure. on by. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, Schultz. I have him at 10 in, in my list. So if you have him as your sleeper pick, I, I think that that's very reasonable. So I have, okay. I have a bust and a sleeper from the same team. Start with your bus. Rated by the experts at number 13, Robert Gronkowski. Oh, okay. And the sleeper, Cameron Brait. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Look, look, Gronk had his breakout game of the season. He had 52 yards. Mm-hmm. Right? This guy uh, through five games so far. Um, where did he go? I had it up here. But Gronk has caught, I believe, 240 yards total. And actually, he seems to have disappeared. So, Regardless, he has not looked impressive in any game. Correct. No, he hasn't. Any volume he has gotten, it is strictly because Brady is trying to get his old flame back. I said 240, I meant 140. He has 140 yards. He has 12 catches on 20 targets, no touchdowns, all right? He has yet to finish in the top 15. Yeah. Right? Why would you believe that this week would be the week that he would finish in the top 15? I, 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 don't, I don't see it, okay? Cameron Bray, on the other hand, hasn't really been getting the love up until last week, and I think he's going to be – he's going to um, pass Gronk on on in that roster i I think he's gonna be their guy for for tight end he should you're right um yeah gronk is not ever gonna be the gronk we once knew those days have come and passed one other sleeper i have at the tight end position is uh trey burton for the colts okay uh the last two weeks he's led the lehman he's led the team in tight end targets and routes Mo Alley Cox has already been ruled out. Mm-hmm. And Jack Doyle, while he's been in, hasn't been getting a whole lot of love. Um, he's seen 11 targets. Uh, or he's, he's, excuse me. He's had, over the last two games, he's had seven catches on 11 targets. We all know Phillip Rivers likes targeting the tight end position. Um, and Trey Burton is showing that he he is he is serving as the top tight end for the Colts right now. Um we all thought it was going to be Jack Doyle, Jack Doyle hindered by a neck injury coming into the season and early into the the first couple of weeks uh that brought on the surgeons of Mo Ali Cox who was getting a lot right. of red zone love. Now Mo Ali Cox out, Trey Burton's the guy over the last 2 weeks 
if you're streaming a tight end like I am this week in one of my leagues where I have Hunter Henry on by and Noah Fant already ruled out, I picked up uh, Trey Burton. I'm throwing him into my lineup and just hoping for the fucking best. Yeah. It sounds like we might be able to work a work a trade deal out if you if you like hitting Hurst this week. Well, I mean, sure, but I've offered you a trade before and you were acting it was, like I a, mean, you offered me horse poopy for horse, horse poopy. Yeah, That's coming from a man. Poopy. Okay, all right, whatever. Yeah. Uh so Another sleeper that I have at the tight end position this week, if you're looking to stream someone, is Darren Pels uh, from for Houston. And uh, wow, it's like that. What? Wow. Okay, let's move on. Did you Darren, hear that? I did hear that. Absolutely. Oh, shit. That was very audible. <laughs> that was very audible. <laughs> I wasn't trying to do that on purpose. Well, you said you said horse poopy, and 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 then I farted. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and then you made a horse poopy. Not safe for work, but Jesus Christ, if we don't have the fucking, if we don't have the fucking humor characteristics of fucking third graders, holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> but yeah, I like I like Darren Fells this week. He was rated at twenty two, and I think I think he could he could be a top ten tight end. He finished as tight end three last week uh, with the big with the B, uh, the big uh, touchdown grab for. Uh, for a lot of yards, he had 57 yards on two catches and and uh, a touchdown. Very, At the end of the day, he he does not get a whole lot of love on on the volume side. Very touchdown dependent, um, right? right. But they're playing against a Tennessee team that's not great at covering tight ends, and they're much better at covering receivers. So I think that this could be a game where he gets some love, he gets some looks. Um, I would give him four targets. I think he gets a touchdown this game. I I'll give him. I'll give him the four targets. I don't see him having a touchdown though. Against Tennessee, I think it could happen. You want to throw another six pack on it, man? We already got no, one. No, no, I, I don't think it happens no, that badly. No. Yeah, because yeah. Darren Fells isn't a starter unless you're in like sixteen deeper type of fucking leagues, right? Um, another, another potential sleeper is Irv Smith Jr. Who started to come around, um, as of last week for the Vikings, mm -hmm. for the Vikings, okay. he's starting, hoping. yeah, he's starting to surpass, uh, Kyle Rudolph in targets and he has a very nice matchup against Atlanta. So. Okay. See, all right, let's now you're scrolling through the, the, the drudges. No, of... this is pre-written. I have it all pre-written. I, I believe you, but you're, we're, we're getting into – nobody's listening to this and is starting Irv Smith Jr. I, Correct. No, it's, look, you, if, if, if you're desperate for a streamer, Irv Smith is, isn't the worst play you could have. Hey, man, I'm desperate for something, so we need to move on into defenses. All right, let's go with that. Tyler, give me your list. All right, number one, you and I have already said we agree upon it, the Colts versus the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Ravens versus the Eagles. Three, the Steelers versus Cleveland. Four, Dolphins versus the, versus the Jets. Five, the Pats versus Denver. Six, the Rams versus the 49ers. Seven, Washington versus the Giants. Eight, Bears versus Carolina. Nine, the Giants versus Washington. And then 10, the Panthers versus Chicago. Yeah, that's those are all good. Yeah, that's solid. Um. Yeah, uh, where do you have New England defense at? 
Five. Five, yeah. I, I could see them sneak it up into the top three. Um, But yeah, we, we have the same defenses, just slightly different orders. I, I don't disagree with any of what you said. Uh, I think that Baltimore and, and Indy are the two defenses to have this week. Absolutely. Um, if you have both, who, who do you start? Uh, the Colts. Yeah, I, yeah, I, you, you got to start the Colts in that one. Um, yeah. The sneaky ones, because there's there's a number of teams that are in this top ten that you look at. They're not prolific teams. They're not great teams. So either way of the ball, you, like you're looking at, like the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I, I highly doubt that a lot of people have the Dolphins' defense and special teams rostered. Right. And they're they're a right. great streaming option this week against the sure. Jets. Sure. Um, same thing for Washington. And the New York Giants. You right, could start right. either one. You could flip <laughs> it. Um, and then, I mean, after that, Panthers versus Chicago at 10. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So, so the Panthers are a bit weak in the run game, but they're pretty decent uh, defending the pass game. Yeah, but and- you, you've, you've got you've to contain Allen Robinson, who, I'm sorry, no. Quarterback proof. He's also matchup proof. I I put the Panthers at ten because every other matchup outside of that it, it is not favorable for any uh, other. Team. There's some ugly matchups here. Absolutely, man. Some, uh, like, ugly, ugly matchups. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it gets bad. It gets bad. Uh, the Buffalo Bills defense, which by the way, uh, they're playing against Kansas City, so do not play them they no. have been they have been fantasy wise a disappointment this season i mean yeah i mean because it's... a lot of people use them as a, a top 10 round draft pick you know they were up there uh when uh, when it comes to adp and with like you know the steelers and the ravens and they've disappointed it is what it is they've they've let a lot of divisional foes hang around you know, with the two games against the Dolphins and the fucking Jets. Like, it is what it is. I think the Bills will be a second half. Like, the second half of their season will be a lot better. Yeah. Um, I would start them against – I know this is an early call being week six. I'd go ahead and start them week 13 against the 49ers on Monday Night Football. <laughs> um, Looking ahead a little bit there. <laughs> just, just a tad. Just, just a tad. Weeks. Because I was so high on that team, but whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it is what it is. Realistically, it, my advice to you, if you don't have anyone outside of that top nine, yeah. <laughs> don't start a defense. Yeah. I benched the Bears defense last week and still won. So. If you have the Colts defense, by the way, start them this week. Next week they play against. Uh, the next week they have a bye. That's the week. Don't to trade start. Them. Don't start them next week. Yeah. Don't, don't start, start them next week. But next week they have a bye because after their bye, after their bye, yes, trade that defense and you can get value for a defense that's rated as high as the Colts. Because wow, I heard that too. <laughs> oh um, my god, they're not even that loud. All right. Because weeks ten through sixteen, your takes are shit. No. All right. No. Your your farts are shit. Uh, weeks 10 through 16, no blood. weeks 10 through 16, the Colts play against top 10 offenses. They have seven games in a row against the top 10 offense. So if you're trying 
to make a trade and get something of value in return. The Colts defense is rated very high. Go ahead, start him this week, and then look to trade him next week. Get some get something in return for that because you will get value. The Colts have been a top five defense all year. That's not going to sustain with the schedule they have. Yes. I'm glad you agree. Tyler, you got anything else to add for nobody for listeners? Nope. Uh, good luck in your matchups this week. Uh, I, I, I hope nothing but the best for all of you. Um, if I, I, it actually it, it became apparent upon me listening to some of the, the replays of this podcast, I've actually been giving out the wrong Twitter handle for my Twitter I because I, I changed the handle. I don't care if you fucking care. Fuck face. <laughs> My Twitter handle, if you want to follow me, is T-K-L-E-I-N-49ers. There's no numbers after it. I don't know why the fuck I thought 2-9 was a part of it. T-Klein-49ers on Twitter. And also follow my podcast, For the Faithful, on the same network so you can find our Absolutely fantastic fucking podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. Best, uh, I, best football podcast around. Absolutely. Me. And the For the Faithful is strictly for the 49ers fans. Um, I'll be doing one episode a week. The next episode will be going up Monday when I rant and rave about how the Niners lost to the Rams. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, I just want to hear what you have to say about Jimmy G that day. I, I'm, I'm going to tune in for that. Listen to the podcast, bud. I will. All right, everyone else. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We hope all you guys have uh, great luck in fantasy this week. And that's it for today. Take care. Bye-bye.